Tonight on Truth Today, are we on the brink of World War III? Is Russia and China gearing up to go to war with the United States? We're going to be discussing that with our good friend, fellow freedom fighter, Leo Homan. Also, we're going to be discussing uh, the World Economic Forum, trying to transform us into humans 2.0, transhumanism. Yuval Harari saying we're just nothing but useless eaters. We're going to be discussing the, the pandemic treaty that Biden has signed on, giving away our sovereignty. We have a lot to discuss, folks. These are Bible prophecy times. This is a Bible prophecy alert. Stay tuned. Well, thank you for joining us tonight on Truth Today. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian with Truth and Love Ministry. We're so excited you can be with us on this prophecy alert night. Uh, we have a lot to cover tonight. We have a lot to get through. Um, boy, intense days, folks, intense days. These are the last days, uh, but, but our God is good. Our God is sovereign. Our God is mighty. Thank you, Lord, that you are on your throne and that we do not fear. Fear not, the Bible says, 365 times for all that is ahead of us. We know that uh, evil will wax greater and greater, but we are witnessing the greater and greater outpouring of God's Spirit in this hour. God will not be outdone by Satan. He will not. He, will, uh, he has victory. The victory is already done, accomplished, and he will have victory in the end. Before we get into our show, uh, please visit our website, tilministry.com, tilministry.com. Check out all of, our, all of our content. We just this morning sent out a, uh, a newsletter. So if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, please go on our website and subscribe to our newsletter. Also want to encourage you, get our text alert. Uh, let's get that screen up here real quick, Drya. Our brand new text alert number is 689-TT-TRUTH. Uh, 689-TT for truth today, truth, or that 689-888-7884. As you see on the screen, type in the word join, J-O-I-N, push send, and you'll be subscribed to our text alert. Again, it doesn't cost you a thing. It costs us, but it doesn't cost you a thing. So that's a way that you're going to get notifications of our shows when we go live. Finally, go to our Rumble page, please. We really need you to go to Rumble and subscribe. Rumble.com slash Sharam Hadian. Rumble.com slash Sharam Hadian. Uh, that's where we're parking all of our content other than our live page here on our website. So either you're, you're watching us on our live page tonight or you're on Rumble. We're live streaming to both and we're glad to have both platforms uh, for this hour. Um, all right, I want to get into our, sh our show tonight. Or uh, this is, uh, uh, we got a lot to cover. I don't even know how we're going to cover all that we're going to cover in, in the first hour, but we're going to go to Bible prophecy this morning. Uh, we always start in the Word of God. And I want to remind you of a couple of things. First of all, in Matthew chapter 24, um, as we talk about looming World War III, are we on the brink of World War III? As we talk about the globalist movement towards one world government, um, uh, are they pushing us? Is everything they're doing pushing us into World War III? So again, the question is, um, is World War III on the horizon, right? That's the question. How close are we? Because you're going to see, I believe the Bible has predicted that we are going to go into a third world war. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And the question, of course, is what are the events that will lead up to that? We have the World Economic Forum, the World Government Summit that was just in Dubai. We have the globalists doing everything they can 
to push us in that direction. Of course, they have to establish a digital ID system. They have to establish a digital currency. And then we're also going to be talking about uh, with our guest, Leah Homan, about Biden's ceding of U.S. sovereignty. This is treasonous, folks. Ceding of U.S. sovereignty over to the World Health Organization for their so-called pandemic treaty that is going to give them uh, not just um, ability to give uh, recommendations during a the next break outbreak, but that they're going to be giving them power to actually make decisions for the for a sovereign nation like the United States. But really, we're no longer a sovereign nation, are we? We're being run by a cabal, a criminal cabal. So again, Matthew twenty four, in um, chapter uh, in verse four. Uh, when Jesus asked about the question about what are the signs of your coming and the signs of the end of the age, he says, see to it that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming that I am Christ and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. These things must happen, but the end is still to come. And of course, in Revelation chapter 6, if you have your Bibles, when we talk about the first four seals of Revelation 6. This is the, what some refer to as the four horsemen of the apocalypse, but really it's just the four, first four seals of Revelation 6. The four horsemen, you see there that, number one, the second uh, rider, the second horse, is the uh, red fiery horse, and this is in verse 3 and 4. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come, and see another horse, fiery red, went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another, and there was given to him a great sword. And then we also know in the fourth seal that there's going to be a pale horse, which represents death, and it says that power was given to him, this is in verse 8, over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beast of the earth. Folks, I think we're seeing all of that. I think we're going to see a massive movement towards starvation, all of the shortages, all of the destroying of our uh, food plants, all these derailments. We're going to see um, uh, death by, by the shots, all the sudden death syndrome, and we're going to see death by sword, by war a quarter of the world's population. Right now, as we speak, over 8 billion people, that would be over 2 billion people. So again, are we on the brink of these things? I think we're witnessing Bible prophecy fulfilled before our very eyes. These are the last days. But God's people are called to occupy, folks. We're, we're not called to flee. We're not called to run. We're not called to hide. We're called to occupy, make Him known, lift up the name that is above every other name, and let people know in this hour there is hope. Not hope in this world, but hope in Christ and hope in the kingdom of God. That's why we do what we do. That's why this ministry exists, to speak the truth in love and to awaken God's people and prepare them for not just what is here, but what is to come so that we will not be deceived, as Jesus said in Matthew 24. I'm really excited now to bring on our guest, again, my good friend Leo Homan, fellow freedom fighter, fellow patriot, fellow believer in the Lord. And uh, Leo, I want to thank you for being on uh, tonight. Thanks for being our guest. 
Thank you, Sharam, for having me back. So listen, Leo, let's jump in. We got a lot to cover. Uh, I want to start, if I, if we could, with an article that you wrote a few days ago. I know you have a brand new article that we'll get to, but we're going to bring it up on the screen here. It's called, Are You Ready to Be Upgraded to Humanity 2.0? Klaus Schwab and Yuval Harari say it's just a matter of time before you will be. And so in the context of this article, of course, Klaus Schwab is the founder of the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, the Great Narrative. This is uh, one of the driving forces, of course, behind uh, COVID. Then you have, uh, folks, get this, the atheist who is a Jew, who is also homosexual, Yuval Harari, the philosophical advisor of the World Economic Forum, who is on record talking about that we are just all a bunch of useless eaters and we got to get, get, get us on video games and drugs to keep us busy. Uh, they're talking about now moving forward with this merger of artificial intelligence and human beings, biology and technology, uh, what we would call transhumanism. Tell us about the article. Tell us about transhumanism. Um, what's next on the horizon for this evil agenda that they're, they're, they're talking about? Yeah, it really is moving forward at breakneck speed, Sharam, and it's an area uh, that a lot of Christians are not really tuned into, uh, even a lot of non-Christians. We're just not aware of it because it's still the stuff of science fiction in our minds. You know, there's been a lot of movies. Hollywood has put out a ton of movies over the last, I'd say, 10 or 15 years uh, infusing transhumanism into their scripts. And that should be a uh, red flag or an indicator right there that it's getting ready to happen in real life because Hollywood typically telegraphs these things uh, eight to ten years beforehand. So what is transhumanism? Transhumanism. Uh, the key there is the word trans uh, because the way they envision this thing working out is that we are uh, transitioning, the human species, the homo sapien, is transitioning into an all-new species, which they refer to as humanity 2.0. Uh, now, how do we get there? Uh, we know that these people, these elites, uh, who, who this is like a religion to them, for starters. We should mm -hmm. point that out. Uh, transhumanism and climate change seem to go hand in hand with this sort of p new paganism, as I call it, uh, where they see man, uh, Harari even says that uh, mankind, man can be his own god. Mm -hmm. um, but how do we get there? We get there through transhumanism, and transhumanism sees uh, mankind now directing his own evolution. And mm. we've had ev biological evolutionists on the scene for decades, about 100 years or so now, uh, and they believe that man evolved by random chance. You know, it started out as slime on a rock, we evolved to, uh, you know, four-legged creatures, and then the Homo sapien, uh, you know, uh, was upright on two legs and became dominant. But it was just because he was uh, smarter, he became smarter, he developed the use of fire and how to communicate, uh, all of which had to happen randomly. Well, transhumanists take that to a new level and they say that our evolution will no longer be random. We can actually direct our own evolution. And how do we do that, Sharam? They say they're going to do it through the advancements in technology. Mm. Uh, uh, 
AI, artificial intelligence, uh, machine learning, gene editing, all of these things will be incorporated to create this new species. It, we will no longer be a homo sapien, just better homo sapien, no. We will be a whole new species, wow. humanity 2.0. Wow, that, so listen, let's, let's hone on that just for a second because you heard my intro talking about Bible prophecy. Uh, you know, one of the other things that Jesus says in Matthew 24 is that just as, as it was during the days of Noah, so shall it be, you know, before the coming of the Son of Man, the second coming of Jesus Christ. And, and I've talked about this for a long time. I have some pastor friends of mine. We always talk about that, you know, the number one thing that happened during the days of Noah, the Bible says that the sons of God, meaning the fallen angels, intermarried with the daughters of man. They corrupted the human DNA. And I think the number one reason that God had to bring the flood was because there was a promise that was made that God was going to bring about the Messiah through, the, through this uh, perfect seed. You know, there had to be a human seed, and he preserved Noah, he preserved his families, because the rest of the DNA on the earth had been corrupted by this intermingling, what the Bible calls the Nephilim, which simply is just a term for, you know, fallen giants. That's all it means. People get really freaked out about the Nephilim, or the UFO, or whatever. No, so let's, let's, let's talk further about the point. You say that part of their agenda, or really their, their, their agenda, I think Yuval Harari has been on record as being a God-hater. Would you agree? He is a... Yes. Uh, he, says, he says that he's an atheist, Sharon, but when you really listen to the man talk, you get the impression that he does believe that, uh, that God exists, but he just hates him. Uh, he hates everything that the God of the Bible stands for. And so it, it's almost like when in his interviews, he never misses an opportunity to mock this, this God of the Bible. He brings that God up all the time. Now, if you didn't believe in that God, uh, you would dismiss him and rarely mention him unless asked, right? But it right. seems like Yuval is, uh, has this fixation, almost an obsession, with mocking the one holy God of the Bible. And I don't think he would do that if something deep down inside him didn't believe, just like Satan knows. Satan knows that God exists and can quote the Bible uh, better than we can. I see a lot of that speaking through Yuval Harari. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's well said. He, he's so often talked about free will is over uh, we can be, like you said in your, in your intro, we, we can be our own gods. I was telling you before we went on air, you know, uh, Elon Musk company, uh, that's Neuralink, they're working on interfacing um, technology with our brains. And part of his uh, justification for this is, well, because I'm really concerned about AI. I'm really concerned, if I, concerned about artificial intelligence merging with human beings, which is what you've all, what the World Economic Forum, the, the whole human 2.0, right? I mean, that's really what you're talking about is that biological, technological merger, changing, and you said it, gene editing, and then Harari's on record saying humans are now hackable. Well, how can they hack us if we're not, unless we're no longer humans? Isn't that really what this is about ultimately is Satan yes. wants to destroy God's design and humanity? Right. It goes back to the Garden of Eden where Satan told Adam and Eve, you can be like God, mm, uh, mm. that God is somehow holding you back from this hidden knowledge. 
but if you just do what I say and worship me, I will tune you into this secret knowledge. It's almost like uh, Gnosticism, Sharam. Uh, transhumanism, in, in many ways, I see as the modern Gnostics, mm. who are telling us that if you just trust us and trust our technology, uh, yeah, it might seem a little funky to uh, embed something under your skin or in your brain, uh, but if you just trust us, it will make you better. It will make you uh, more competent. It will make you smarter. You will have the, all the knowledge of the world that's uh, online on the internet at your fingertips, and you won't even have to go to a laptop or a phone to uh, call it up on Google or whatever. You will just have it tapped directly into your brain. Okay, so it is the old satanic lie just rewrapped in modern technological, uh, uh, in the modern technological ethos. And, wow. and in many ways, Sharam, America worships technology. Uh, and, and, and America specifically, but Western civilization in general has come to this point where it, it looks to technology as its savior. And that is a bad, a dangerous place to be in. Man, that, that's so good. That's so good what you're saying. And because this is really digging down to the root of it. You know, we get, I think we can get distracted by the surface stuff, but yes. unless we really understand the spiritual implication of what's going on. By the way, here's what, in your article, you have uh, Klaus Schwab's uh, quote from the world. And this was uh, spoken of at the, ironically, at the World Government Summit, which is in Dubai. So here we again have the Islamic world all in on all the in. world one world government, one world economy. Uh, I got a brand new presentation, but I, by the way, I'm doing, uh, that we'll be recording soon called One World Religion Rising, where we're gonna be talking about uh, this, this, this kind of mixture. You, I don't know, you, you probably saw that they finished that uh, Abrahamic family house yes. in, in, in Abu Dhabi. But Schwab said two statements that were very troubling. One, he said that who masters these technologies, you're talking about this chat GPT technology, who masters this technology in some way will be the master of the world. And I was joking with someone last week. I said, when I was growing up as a kid, I used to watch those Skeletor cartoons. I don't know if you remember Skeletor. And all I remember is, you know, masters of the universe. Um, do, do, you, do you, do we believe, do people, are people, have eyes to see that these guys are not joking, that they want to be, enslave you, they want to be your masters. Uh, what's your thought on that? Well, yeah, that is an important uh, and interesting question at the same time, Sharam. I mean, I, that's what kind of boggles my mind is how you cannot see it, okay? You have people like Governor Brian Kemp, our Republican governor of Georgia, going over to the Davos to meet with these people mm. uh, during their uh, last big summit, which was uh, in, in January, last, just last month. And so, you know, I really believe the man is clueless. He, and, right. and CNBC asked him, you know, CNBC, you know, which was the official mouthpiece of the, uh, the Davos summit, uh, asked him, Brian, Governor Kemp, when I look at Georgia and I look at uh, your administration and then I look at Davos, they're like, it seems to be a disconnect there, don't seem to have a lot in common. Why did you come here? And I thought that was a great question because right. it put him on the spot. Uh, but he sat there and he said that 
he wanted to sell, he was there to sell Georgia. <laughs> so that tells you the level of ignorance, because if he knew what they were all about, if he'd read even one of my articles, and he, by the way, now knows who I am, mm. uh, because I called him out for going there, and, and he had to answer to his top donors as to uh, about Leo Homan's article questioning him going there. Wow, and, uh, that's, aw so, that's awesome. Yeah, but that's he said awesome. he, was, he was just there to sell, sell Georgia. If you were there to sell Georgia, you obviously don't know who you're selling it to. That's okay? right. And so what I said in a follow-up article was, yeah, he said he was there to sell Georgia, but he left out one word. He was there to sell out Georgia. That's right. That's right. And finally, before we move on to, because uh, I want to talk about another phase of the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, this new, ultimately, you know, on our show, of course, you know, we refer to it as the New World Order because it is, it is the B system. This, this is yes. the Revelation 13 B system. But ultimately, do you agree, this is all the precondition and the foundation for the mark of the beast. They have to be able to alter us, to control us. And I think this is why in Revelation 14, the Bible says those who take the mark in that day cannot be saved. They're going to be in hell. They're going to be in eternal damnation if you've taken the mark, which is allegiance to the beast. What's your thought on that? Well, there's going to be tremendous pressure to take this, this to buy. Let's let's remove it from the mark for a second, because I know that's very controversial. And then you're going to get into eschatological this and that. But <clears throat> let's just look at what it is at face value. It's a digital. They're moving us from analog to digital, mm -hmm. which means everything about us will be now online and trackable. They're saying you need to put, and countries are moving fast toward this. Just mm -hmm. yesterday, uh, a group, uh, the top banker, I think it was in the UK, said we need to implement this digital ID, and the sooner the better. Mm -hmm. And people will have to enter in their unique digital ID in order to uh, log into their banking system. Mm -hmm. And all their financial data, he said, will be at the fingertips of this digital ID. Well, another group just said, uh, there's another segment to this saying, you need all of your health information on this digital ID. So now you've got all of your health information, all of your financial information, and your personal data. And uh, so, and you're not going to be able to do certain things in society. They're telling us this, Sharon. It's right. no it's no longer a secret. Right. They're saying that you will have to log this in even to get on the internet. This is what the World Economic Forum wants. Wow. And so you won't be able to have a bank account. You won't be able to go to the doctors and have health care. And now you won't even be able to get on the internet. This is just what they've told us so far. Uh, unless you have this digital ID. Now you only have to go a, a one, maybe one more step before you get to the Revelation 13 scenario, and that would be you can no longer go to the grocery store uh, and buy food, or you can't go to the hardware store and buy tools, or you know you can't buy anything unless you submit this digital ID and show your digital papers. Mm. Once it gets to that point, and we saw during COVID, it was already moving in that direction. Right. 
there were like 10 cities, Sharam, 10 major U.S. cities where right. you couldn't you couldn't go into a restaurant unless you showed this app on your phone that you had had your shots, that you were up to date on your shots. And so that's the healthcare uh, el- that's the healthcare component to this. You got the financial component, the healthcare component, and then you will eventually have the food and energy component. You won't be able to get food. You won't be able to get gas in your car. You will basically be estranged from the system that we're all living in right now. That system is being intentionally directed into a Revelation 13 beast system. Uh, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, again, you know, what, what I found shocking, uh, brother, is I find shocking um, the naivety of Christians. Yeah. Even though the Bible, I mean, it's incredible, as I said well, how, in the intro. Well, how many pastors are even talking about this? Right, right exactly. Exactly. Like, that, like to so many pastors, what you and I are talking about here would be either sci-fi or conspiracy, and yet... It's literally happening day in and day out. In fact, we were talking about before we went on air, it's hard to keep up with it. Uh, you're doing a great job of trying to keep up with this stuff and, and praise God for the platform. Uh, but yeah, this transitions us into the next step because I think a transitionary step, which is already, uh, there was uh, the town in the United Kingdom that has already approved their city council uh, you had wrote an article in, uh, a number of weeks back about smart cities yes. and, or, or what they're now calling these 15-minute cities, the idea that y- you should be able to um, live in an urban environment where you can get to anywhere in 15 minutes. Uh, you don't need cars unless you have electric. Um, you you got to wa- walk or bike or take the, the transit. But the biggest thing is how do you survive? How do you actually live? Well, that's I think doesn't that get, get back to Yuval Harari? Listen... And, and Klaus Schwab, you're going to own nothing and you're going to be happy because either we'll put you on drugs, we'll put you on video games, we'll implant you, or because you're a useless eater. Uh, tell us a little bit about these smart cities, what they're implementing, and how that could be that intermediary step to get to what you just said is ultimately the goal where you cannot buy or sell, move about, uh, unless you have your social credit score set up unless you have your you know, carbon footprint. Um, truly, you said it earlier, they're gods. Uh, climate change, the earth worship is, is their gods. And, and hu- uh, secular humanism, the idea that man can be its own god, is ultimately an idol. Tell us about these smart cities or, or, or 15-minute cities. Br- bring our viewers up to speed on that. Yes, this again goes back to the World Economic Forum. They put out articles on these uh, on smart cities for years, but now they're starting to call them 15-minute cities. Mm. And um, Oxfordshire, England, was one of the first to uh, actually talk about this in the wide open at some of their city council meetings on how they're trying to develop themselves into a 15-minute city uh, where you will not be able to go outside of a 15 uh, minute radius by either bicycle or on foot uh, without, uh, you'll only be able to do that a a few times a year. And then after that, you have to get special permission 
from the government. <laughs> I kid you not. Wow. Uh, this is the plan. And uh, since then, there's been a couple of towns in Scotland say, oh, we're not quite on board with the 15-minute city, but we want a 20-minute city. <laughs> I kid you not. I kid you not. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's nothing but the smart city that has been talked about for, for really a couple decades now, uh, uh, which is... It's a smart city with more rules and regulations, as I like to describe it. Where And what is a smart city? It's a city that has been, in, uh, all this technology, this invasive surveillance is embedded into the infrastructure of the city. You may have a light post that looks like a standard light post, but up at the top is a camera and a soundboard and a, and a speaker. And it so they call it the internet of eyes, okay? And so everything, uh, these cameras are ubiquitous, and they're all hooked up to the internet for uh, so that they can be monitored, monitored 24/7 in real time. There's a law enforcement component to it. They say, oh, this helps us, you know, this helps us fight crime and and maybe even stop crimes before they're committed. Now that sounds wonderful, but if you really think about it, it's scary at the same time. Stopping wow. a crime before it's committed. Wow. How do you do? How do you do that? Uh, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to be arresting people who were not going to commit a crime. Uh, we're just uh, doing something that maybe looked out of the ordinary, you know. And and the camera picked it up, or maybe somebody said something in jest, and the speaker picked it up, and now they're going to be arrested and charged with a making it some sort of terroristic threat. Um, so it's very invasive, and that's why they said the World Economic Forum in that video, I think that came out in 2018 or 19, that was later pulled down, it said you will own nothing, you will have no privacy, and you will learn to like it. Uh, this is incredible. Uh, again, uh, if I was listening to you and, and we weren't seeing actually what's being promoted and and how they're, they're promoting, I, I was just looking at an article, you were talking, you can live a healthier, happier life in a 15 minute city. You know, this yes. kind of narrative, it's gonna be wonderful, it's gonna it's be so awesome. By the way, wonderful. if you wanna go see grandma, you know, two hours away, you need to apply. And yes. my understanding is, uh, auction, what was that town again? I always have a hard time saying auction. <laughs> o Oxfordshire. Oxfordshire. My understanding was, I thought their city council actually passed this, that this is, they're moving in this direction from my understanding, where, where again, citizens, I mean, this is, this is, this is like, like 1984 now seems like child's play, the movie 1984, yes. to what's actually happening in reality. And then when you were talking about um, crimes beforehand, it made me think about that movie Minority Report that, that was with Tom Cruise, where that seemed like sci-fi, where they can predict if you're gonna kill somebody uh, or commit murder. Yes. And they would arrest you beforehand. But this is why this is why they want the chips in the brains. Yes. Uh, so that they can do all of this predictive programming and say, this person is about to do this, go get him. This person's about to do that, go get him. This person's about to violate his carbon footprint and his wow. allotment, his his allotment of energy use for the month. Go get him. Uh this is the, they want that real-time 24-7 data. It's all about data collection and data gathering. And it will start out in many cases, Sharam, on a voluntary basis. Look what happened in, um, in, that, in that county or city in, uh, it was a suburb of Denver, Colorado last summer, mm. where these people had signed up to have their smart meters and their, their smart uh, 
thermometers, what not therm thermostat, their thermostats in their house were connected to the smart meters, which were feeding real-time information to the utility company, and they volunteered for this. And they said that there was an always a, a human override where they could override it if they wanted to set their temperature above or below <laughs> what the system was telling them it should be at. But guess what happened? They were in for a big surprise last summer when it got real hot and there was a, a lot of drain on the, uh, the, the, the power grid and there was suddenly no human override. They couldn't override <laughs> the system. It, it set the temperature in their house for them and they could not change it. What a, what a surprise. What a surprise yes. that they lie about their, their goal, their agenda. Right. And, and it's going to be the same way, Sharam, with the digital central bank digital currency. They're going right. to roll that out saying how wonderful it is. It's going to be uh, the uh, safer, more secure, and more convenient. Those are the three things they use to sell Americans on this new technology. No matter what it is, every time there's an upgrade, it's safer, more secure, and more convenient. And people buy it hook, line, and sinker. The one they leave out, the fourth one, it's more controlling. That's right. And, and ultimately, this is Agenda 2030. This yeah. is... This all goes back to what they've told us for years. Uh, our, our viewers know you've covered it. You know, 1991, folks, they wrote Agenda 2021. Uh, then in 2015, adjusting it, adapting it, upgrading it to 2030. We're, we are on task. And, and, and I, I would say this is also correlating with, with what the Bible is referring to as the tribulation period, that there's going to be this period of tribulation. Uh, you know, I believe it's going to be obviously seven years uh, before Jesus comes, where now this Antichrist system, because that's really what the beast system is, it's ultimately the system of the Antichrist who's going to be that governmental leader. Uh, boy, I wish we had time. Uh, I, I don't want to get sidetracked because uh, I want to get to World War III. This is a big, yeah. big story. But um, you had sent me that link uh, to watch about the possibility of, of Prince Charles. Another time, I got to have you on and have a fun conversation about, you know, could Prince Charles be the Antichrist? Uh, that, that was a pretty good video. I, that was a pretty informative video. I watched that thing and he that made some... That was the one where he was presiding over the Commonwealth Games uh, back in July of last year where they had the Commonwealth Games in Great Britain and it was completely demonic. Yeah, yeah, they had the Tower of Babel, they yes. had the beast coming yes. out with the woman on the beast, they had these yes. 72 around, uh, total demonic manifestation. And then, the, the, but the video, the article you had sent me, um, or the video, uh, you know, he was going into uh, Bible prophecy about, I mean, the whole backstory of how Charles could, anyway, but I'll have to have you on and we'll go into some more detail on that because it was fascinating. Even the Great Reset um, was is fascinating as far as he was Could one this... of the first. He was the first real power uh, entity in the world to promote the idea of a great reset, as I understand it. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. And could the great reset? And, and and the video was talking about could the great reset be the uh, covenant? Could the great reset be the foundation of the covenant that the, the the antichrist will affirm for the many? Because if people read Daniel nine. It doesn't say he just confirms it with Israel. It mm -hmm. says he confirms it with the many, the, right. the nation. Israel, of course, being one of them because Daniel 9 
the context is about the final 70th week, which is dealing with Israel. So we'll ha- again, we'll have to get you on there uh, very quickly before we go to World War III, if we can keep it to a couple of minutes. Uh, okay, so here we are. Biden is now moving forward with this pandemic treaty, seating authority. What do you see happening there? Here's an article. Uh, let me quick, before we do that, let me bring this article up. Do you have that no precedent article? Yeah, uh, here's the article. Uh, this is unprecedented. Biden moves to bind U.S. to future World Health, uh, or, uh, World Health Organization pandemic policies. Over the weekend, reports surfaced that the Biden administration was preparing to enter the United States into a, quote, legally binding agreement with the World Health Organization uh, that would grant the entity authority to mandate America's health care policies in the event of a future pandemic. That's the gist of it. Uh, give us a quick yeah. update. Yeah. It's even worse than that, Sharam. I mean, the language that they use is a uh, public health emergency of international concern, quote unquote. And they also have one they call the a public health emergency of regional concern. Mm. And if this uh, so-called pandemic, they're not even calling it a treaty anymore. They're calling it an accord. Mm. Uh, an an international instrument, an accord, anything they're trying to use but the word treaty, because that would mean that it needs to get Senate approval Ah. uh, here in the United States. um, And they don't want that or or feel they don't need that uh, at this point. Uh, But anyway, what would it do? It would transfer the uh, decision-making process of what constitutes a public health emergency in any country, it would transfer that from the national government of that country to the United Nations World Health Organization, otherwise known as the WHO, and Dr. Tedros, a uh, socialist communist from Ethiopia, is the head of that, uh, and he would now, he and his bureaucratic staff would swoop in, uh, determine whether or not this is a public health emergency, which doesn't have to be a pandemic, right? If you could right. think of all sorts, all sorts of different health situations that they could say present a, a international concern, a public health emergency of international or regional concern. And then once they declare that, uh, this unelected body of bureaucrats declares it and, and Dr. Tedros announces it, and then they come in and tell you how to respond to it. And that could include lockdowns forced masking, masking, mandated uh, vaccines, right? all sorts of uh, uh, global government type uh, issues would, <laughs> would take place. 15-minute cities? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, we have right. a solution. We're just exactly. going to keep... We don't want these sick people going outside of their town, so they need to stay within the 15-minute radius. Exactly. It all ties together. That's and right. They That's... tried to get this exact same set of amendments to the international health regulations, the so-called international health regulations, which have been around since like the late 40s or early 50s. They've updated them several times, and this is just their latest iteration of that. Uh, They tried it last year, and at the World Health Assembly, which is the WHO's annual powwow, where all 194 member member nations get together and vote on any new changes, we defeated it last year. Your your article, Leo, your article was the main article before Gateway Pundit, before anybody. 
your article was the first one that I knew. And then uh, I think Michelle Bachman had come out too, yes. right? Well, uh, I don't want to take that all that credit because James Rogoski, uh, okay. he's in California. He was actually the very first. <coughs> I was the second. And then it exploded from there. Right. And we, and we defeated it. Why? Because Russia and a group of African nations refused to agree to it. Mm. Um, so I don't even know if what we put out, if it got to those countries, maybe it was us who made the difference. But we did not change our government's stance on it. Right, right. Nor did right. we change, it was our government, Canada, the EU, uh, Australia, who are pushing this. Basically, NATO, <laughs> okay? NATO uh, was pushing this, NATO plus, let's say, NATO right. plus some other Western type countries. It was Russia and some African countries who said, no, 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 we don't want to give up this sovereignty. Um, and so not to be outdone, they're coming back with it again this year. They're, they're finalizing the draft uh, uh, on February 27th, I believe, and then it will be voted on at the World Health Assembly again the final week of May coming up in a few months. So okay. uh, a couple, so of, couple of months now. So uh, it's it's going to be deja vu all over again, Sharam. So we have some work to do because I, I read an article this morning that uh, there were some rumblings in the Senate, but you and I don't hold any hope that the United States Senate is going to be able to stop this. By the way, the point you're making this is really important. I don't want people to lose this. You said it's not just a pandemic treaty. It's a any basically any emergency uh, treaty, and, and that could include climate change so if there's a climate emergency right uh, what if there's a gun emergency right so, so there's there's some things people got to think outside what the about a, a cyber they've already referred to what they call the wef has referred to what they call a cyber pandemic oh yeah interesting <laughs> interesting interesting yeah. so 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 really this opens the gamut people got to think outside the box oh yeah. well we're not going to fall for COVID again. We're not going to fall for COVID 2.0 or 3.0. No, no, no. It's not just COVID. It's not just the virus. Uh, they're going to have multiple prong approaches. Okay, moving. Let's transition because you brought up Russia. You brought up NATO. It's a perfect transition for us to go into your brand new article. Um, we're going to bring it up here just in a, right there, Dry. Let's bring this up. Uh, this is Leo's brand new article on leoholman.com. World superpowers. Uh, threw their cards on the table this week, and every one of them came up in favor of World War III. UK's Tony Blair says West is counting on China to hold back Russia. Come back to me, Drya. All right, so we, you and I have been talking about this all last year. Uh, folks, I, sh I just share with you again, the Bible said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. We know that part of the Revelation 6 scenario is to remove peace from the earth. Uh, but World War III, Leo, would be very different than the first two world wars, uh, where those were more conventional, nation against nation. Um, I mean, obviously, at the end of World War II, we introduced uh, uh, nuclear power, the hydrogen bomb, the dropping of the hydrogen bomb. So now we're in the nuclear age. But this is very different. This is, and, 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 and you and I have both been criticized because since February of last year, when we did not buy the, 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 the narrative on Ukraine, oh, poor Ukraine, 
poor government of Ukraine. And, and we, both of you and I, are standing with the Ukrainian people. Our hearts are grieving for both the Russian and the Ukrainian people. But I can't believe how stupid and ignorant people are about the corruption of the Ukrainian government, the sex trafficking, the human trafficking, the drug trafficking, money laundering, bio labs, of course, uh, where uh, Joe and Hunter uh, have made their uh, millions. We can go on and on. But we've been both criticized for being Putin lovers. Oh, you guys love Putin. You're, no. Explain, first of all, R Russia's viewpoint. Like, like, we both think Putin's been pretty patient with the United States. And, and this is even precluding the fact that an, a Pulitzer Prize journalist has evidence that the United States blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. That's an right. act of war. If, right. if, if, and now Russia is asking the United Nations, asking NATO to investigate when sleepy Joe O'Biden said, we're going to deal with them, don't worry, we're going to deal with Putin, you know, with, with, with the pipeline. So maybe start there, dig into the article, and are we on the brink of World War III? <laughs> huh. Yeah, I mean, again, smoke and mirrors being put out by the mainstream media, uh, trying to, but really it's the errors of omission that are the worst thing going on with the mainstream media right now. They're not telling us, you know, look at this major speech. It was a state of the nation speech by Putin uh, two days ago. Today's Thursday, so that would have been Tuesday. He, he puts out this major state of the nation address where he talks about, he lays out Russia's position on this war with NATO, and it is a war with NATO. It is not a war between Russia and um, and the Ukraine. It may have started out that way, but it was planned all along to be an eventual war between these two superpowers. Uh, and we can maybe touch on that later on as to why uh, NATO and Russia have problems with each other. And I mm -hmm. want to try to be fair, uh, you know, about that as much as I can. But the media totally ignored the content of that speech. Mm. All they reported was from that speech Tuesday by Putin was that uh, Russia was pulling out of the first START treaty, uh, this, which is a nuclear non-proliferation, uh, the, the last remaining nuclear limitation treaty between the U.S. and Russia. Um, and uh, that's all they reported. Now, Putin went into great depth how Russia feels threatened economically. You just mentioned how we blew up their pipeline, which they were selling cheap gas to uh, Europe through this pipeline. Right. Uh, so we're threatening them economically, taking away their ability to uh, sell their natural resources to other countries. Uh, culturally, uh, by spreading this LGBTQ poisonous uh, and he called it anti-family, quote unquote, poison uh, that destroys families and therefore destroys what nations. Right. And then politically, we say that uh, uh, we want to strategically defeat Russia in this war, which uh, brings up the issue of regime chains. Uh, many, including Lindsey Graham, even came out and said Putin should be assassinated. Wow. Yeah. And so. Yeah. We're threatening that country, uh, govern their government, their culture, and their economy. And uh, then you look at the issue of NATO. Since it was formed in 1949, I believe, 
It has grown from, uh, uh, you know, about 10, 12 countries to now 31 countries. Mm. Every president since Bill Clinton has expanded the membership of NATO. Even Donald Trump had one or two countries join under his watch. And so Russia's sitting there being encircled by NATO. Okay. Uh, now, what country would stand for that? What and we don't right. and then, then they get it. They have this eth, it, what boils down to a Slavic ethnic dispute with their neighbor Ukraine, which has been going on on and off for five hundred years. Right, right. And the U.S. wants to get in the middle of that and play the 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 freedom card. Oh, we're fighting for their freedom and liberty. That's poppycock. This guy in Ukraine is as much of a dictator as Putin is. That's he's it. Ban he's banned his uh, opposition political parties. He's shut down media outlets. Uh, they have attacked the Russian-speaking people in the eastern part. And, and when this started, I believe Putin wanted that eastern corner of Ukraine where everybody speaks Russian. He would have been content with that. Uh, that and a promise that Ukraine will not join NATO. If he could have been given those two things, this war would have been averted. Uh, but there's nobody in our government who has been talking about how to make peace out of this bad situation. All they do is escalate. And uh, now Putin is escalating back. And so, you know, uh, if he wins this war, and I believe he will, he's no longer going to settle for just the eastern corner of Ukraine with the Russian-speaking Ukrainians. He's going to take the whole country, okay? Right. That, and, and, that, and, and he warned in this speech uh, Tuesday that the, the more invasive the NATO attacks become, the more weaponry, the longer the range of the weapons that enter this war that we're supplying to Ukraine, the more he will then consider land that he needs to take as a buffer, which means what? He could go after Poland. Uh, Poland, by the way, is is raising up a 250-man army. They're itching to get into this fight. Ukraine is getting ready to run out of warm bodies. They've burned through 100,000 military men killed in this. Some say it could be as high as 200,000. We wow. don't really know, but it's somewhere between 100 and 200,000. They're going to burn themselves out pretty quickly, and then Poland will probably step in and try to fill in the gaps. And then what? We've got the 101st Airborne there from the U.S. training in Romania, they could be entering this fight soon. And so uh, it's getting ready to really unravel, Sharam. Well, and, and, and then we had Russian fighters uh, over Alaska. Uh, and then here's the other element, because I think it, obviously as concerning as it is for the United States to poke, poke, poke this bear um, under a corrupt administration, Here's a couple of things, and I think your article kind of touched base on this because there's a little bit of delusion from Tony Blair and Lord William Hague. Uh, you, you, you reference a 14-minute interview in your article. But uh, now we have China. So, so here's our imagery. Uh, is war with Russia and China coming? So this is the issue. And China is giving every indication, is it not, Leo, that if we attack Russia in, 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 I guess, I mean, we already are attacking Russia, but in a more overt way, that then um, 
they could get involved with that. What's your thought on that? And then let's comment on this. Uh, well, and then I guess the reason I bring up China is because you're saying Blair thinks that China is going to hold Russia back from going to war, but really it's the opposite. Yes. Uh, Tony Blair was asked in this interview with the BBC, uh, you know, uh, uh, is he concerned about a, a nuclear conflagration breaking out uh, in this escalating uh, proxy war between the NATO and Russia, which this is a war between NATO and Russia. Let's make that clear. They're just NATO is using Ukrainian people as their mercenaries mm. to to poke the bear and try to deal him a a death blow. Okay, that's what this is about. They've admitted it. They want this quote strategic defeat of Putin. That's and Russia. That's what they're talking about. And I believe when we get all the way down to the core of what this is about, it's about Russia's resources. Mm. Uh, wars are always fought over resources. Mm. And Russia has plenty of natural resources, oil, gas, uh, precious metals, minerals, okay? And so this new global system that they are developing, this beast system we talked about earlier, they have to have control of all the resources. Right. That's what it's about. Technocracy is based, which is the type of economic system they're trying to bring in, technocracy. Uh, it is based on a resourced uh, based system. Okay. And so, uh, you'll, you know, that's why they talk about the carbon credits and measuring everybody's use of, 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 of units of energy. And then you assign a value to that person where you take their productivity minus their energy use. And that's what they're worth in the eyes of the technocratic centralized technocratic leaders. Uh, but Russia is this wild card out there, rich in resources, off on its own, selling cheap gas and oil to different countries, uh, especially Western Europe, and that can't be tolerated, okay? Right. And so they need to destroy that regime and replace it with a, a, a puppet government that is more in tune with where this beast system is going. Right. Uh, this is a war. This is a war over climate change at its essence, because the green economy is where the future lies in the eyes of these elites. And Russia's not playing ball with that. So they must be destroyed. Now, the issue of China you brought up is key. That is the real danger for America, I believe, as opposed to Russia. I believe China is a much bigger threat. Uh, now. Tony Blair, when asked whether he feared a nuclear as that this could escalate to the level of a nuclear exchange, he brushed that off by saying he has faith in China and their ability to hold back Russia. It blew my mind. Wow. I, my, jaw my jaw dropped to the ground when I heard that because I'm thinking, OK, that's it. That's the that's the philosophy, because this man's a mover and shaker, Tony Blair. If he's saying that, that is exactly the, the the mindset of our U.S. State Department, our Department of Defense, the the higher top brass of our military, uh, the of course the uh, White House. They're all thinking that. If Tony Blair's thinking that, that explains a lot as to what our government is thinking. As they're ratcheting up this war, they're thinking that China's going to somehow stop Putin from uh, letting the nukes fly. Well, p that's not true, and I proved it in this article. I've got a quote from the top diplomat that we can discuss now in China, uh, Mr. Yi Wang, and he talked 
to the Russian news agency TASS, I believe it was on Tuesday, the same day that Tony Blair's uh, giving this stupid uh, faith in China to stop nuclear holocaust, this top diplomat from China is saying, we are ready to join forces with the Russian side. Yep. Quote, unquote. That is a direct quote. His words, not mine. Yep. Yep. So this is it. So, so um, and then of course we have the, you know, the whole spy thing and, and, and the balloon, but really uh, uh, m maybe the re maybe the reason that Blair is so confident uh, in his, in their statement is because they're expecting that the United States government is going to, is going to actually give itself up to China. Maybe, maybe that will be the brokerage is that China will say, listen, Russia, you don't have to fight the U.S. because we already got the U.S. Right. We already control the U.S. We, we got Biden. We got the corrupt Republicans. We already own so much of the U.S. Don't worry. And, and their military is so terrible. Listen, we're, 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 we're almost out of time. Um, so quick, two, I have two quick questions for you. Number one, quick prediction. Do you think that by spring, this is escalating to a World War III scenario? Uh, direct combat between U.S. and Russian troops? No. Um, I think that will happen probably a little bit. It'll take a little more time for that, for them okay. to burn through the Ukrainian uh, army a little bit more. And, and then maybe, like I said, some... Uh, Neighboring Other countries. Country. Yeah. yeah. Belarus is going to enter on the side of Russia. Poland uh, would like to, they're itching to get involved because they have a long running historic hatred for Russia. Um, and so I think we'll get a few more countries maybe sending mercenaries there, maybe even secretly, you know, nothing really official uh, to, to continue this on a little bit longer, this pro right. proxy war. But right. by, I would say, at least by the, I think we're a year away, uh, eight eight months, eight to twelve months away from direct contact. And also, Russia is now testing its nukes. They're going mm -hmm. back to actual nuclear testing, uh, uh, which makes sense, right? If you buy an, if I buy a new gun from a pawn shop, and it depends what I'm going to do with that gun. But if it's the gun I put by my bedside at night for that bump in the night, what am I going to do? I'm going to go out and test it to make sure when I pull that trigger, it's going to go bang. Uh, the last thing Russia wants to do is send off some nukes that, uh, and they end up being a dud or they miss their mark by like 500 uh, uh, miles or something. And so they're now testing. And I think that's going to take a while. That could take six months to a year. Um, but, but certainly by the spring of 2024, I envision us being in full blown world war kinetic. We're already at war. Don't get right. me wrong. Right. Uh, we're at economic war. We're at the proxy war, but by spring, possibly summer of 2024, I believe we'll be in full blown kinetic world war three. Wow. Wow. Well, and again, we didn't even get to this. We'll, uh, another show we'll, we'll cover, but you were suspecting that possibly some of these derailments, some of the things that are happening, uh, just here in Tennessee, we had a scare at, uh, at uh, Oak Ridge, our nuclear uh, processing facility, which is a uh, you know, highest level security facility. Uh, could it have been a, a cyber attack? Could Russia be behind it, China? Be so these are all things we don't know, but we'll talk right. about, again, like you said, it, it, right now it's not kinetic. It's, 
it's e economic, it's uh, cyber, uh, boy. But uh, bottom line is, folks, Bible prophecy alert, these things are coming to pass. We are in those days, and that's why we need to pray, we need to fast, we need to resist this system. And, and by the way, Leo, one of the things that we're, you know, we're doing here locally is, again, working on these alternative systems. We're, we're encouraging people, get connected with local farmers, ranchers, get your food locally. Um, uh, we're looking at a bartering system. I just talked to some people in Texas that are looking to set up another, uh, they have a credit union that's set up completely outside the government scope uh, by private membership. Uh, that would then deal only with sol silver bullion and, and not uh, fiat currency. So we got to be creative and, and ask the Lord, Lord, give us creativity, because I think that as we occupy till the Lord comes, um, we got to have options outside this B system because they're doing everything to collapse it on us so that we are forced to comply, including, by the way, um, folks, Klaus Schwab saying at that World Government Summit, there's a black swan coming, which means that that is an economic disaster. And they kept talking about there's going to be shocks. There's going to be shocks. There's going to be shocks. Well, I think World War III could be that shock. I think war with Russia and China. I think the NATO. You're right on with all that, Leo. Listen, real quick. Uh, tell us uh, on your screen, folks. You see Leo's website there, leoholman.com. Uh, Leo, you mentioned quickly your Substack. Tell us yes, about I that. Yeah. I've started posting regularly at my Substack account, which is leohoman.substack.com. And Homan is spelled H-O-H-M-A-N-N. And so leohoman.substack.com and also my full website, leohoman.com. The closing, if I had a closing comment, Sharam, I would just say this. We're at we are at what's zero? We're at zero. What is that term that the Islamists used in, in one of their documents? Zero. I can't remember. But we're at the point where there's no turning back for these globalists. They're going to go full blast forward. So we can't stop what they're doing, but what we can do is opt out of what they're doing. That's right. And the, right. the applicable scripture I see right now that keeps coming back to my mind is, come out of her, my people. Amen. Come out of their system. Amen. 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 Well said. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, and, and uh, folks, in our brand new DVD that we have, The Great Pushback, um, that's why we talk about that. That Zero hour, that's it. Zero hour. Zero hour, that's the, right. The we're Islamists at... talked about a zero hour event happening. Yeah. I believe that... we're at that point where we're at zero hour. Uh, it's now or never to start getting ready mentally, physically, and spiritually. Amen. Well said, well said. So that's our solution, folks. And then again, Joy, uh, if you have that image, uh, let's keep preparing for God's end time outpouring. That's really ultimately uh, part of, 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 of what uh, we, we need to have here. Is that the Bible said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And perhaps that's what we're seeing. Perhaps these outbreaks in the universities and this revival, and we hear it happening across the world, uh, Uganda and Brazil and Philippines, all over the... 
perhaps that's, this is it because this is the ultimate battle between good and evil. Uh, brother, thank you for being on today. So awesome, insightful as always. Uh, we look forward to having you again and we'll keep promoting. Uh, thanks for being a fighter, for standing, and, and most importantly, for standing with your faith. Uh, folks, we'll have Leo Holman back on again. Uh, folks, just a final wrap-up for me here. Uh, please go to our website, tillproject.com. Again, I'm sorry, tillministry.com. We changed our website, tilministry.com. Uh, check it out. And also, uh, our Rumble page. Dry, if we can bring that up one more time, rumble.com slash Hadian. Please subscribe to our Rumble page uh, right there here on the screen there, rumble.com slash uh, and And um, subscribe so you, you, we will try to build up our viewership there and make sure that we have another platform. You're hopefully seeing this on Rumble and on our tilministry.com slash live page. Finally, uh, number one, uh, support Leo. Go to his website, make a donation for, uh, again, leohoman.com. Support what he's doing. And if you want to support us with a one-time uh, donation, uh, we, we're, we're so grateful. We need your support to stay on the air and do what we're doing and travel. By the way, I'm, um, uh, this is pre-recorded tonight. Uh, this was recorded earlier in the day. We're, we're playing it now live. Uh, I'm, I'm actually traveling. I'm in Western Washington as we speak. Check out our events calendar. I'll be in Eastern Washington and, and uh, Idaho in mid-March. Then we're going to be in Wisconsin, Minnesota in April. Then, uh, uh, Lord willing, in, in May, we're going to be back in Idaho and Montana. So we're just going to keep trying to spread the, the word. But go to our, uh, our, our donate page right here. Uh, it's tilministry.com slash donate. If you want to do a check, it's, please make out checks to Truth and Love. No longer project. Just Truth and Love, P.O. Box 4523. Maryville, Tennessee, 37802. Um, that's it for me. Again, thank you to my special guest, Leah Holman. Um, this is Pastor Sharam Hadian. We'll be back with you. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be on Tuesday playing a show uh, of our Catching Fire because I'm traveling. So Tuesday will be pre-recorded. We'll be playing one of our brand new Catching Fire news shows with my friend Ron Branstner about the subject of Islam. And we'll be live with you again next Thursday night uh, March uh, 2nd. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian with Truth and Love Ministry with Truth Today. Thank you. God bless.